A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun, our weekly podcast with stories and information about the weather, climate. I'm your host, AccuWeather meteorologist Dean DeVore, who during the weekday morning, spend many hours on our great AccuWeather radio stations across the country. And then we get to host this amazing podcast, which really our goal is to try to help you weatherproof your life as we go through the seasons. This is our third episode in our spring series. And of course, spring brings very volatile weather. We saw that this week, a cruel April Fool's joke with winter coming back into play in the Northeast and the Great Lakes. Summer warmth trying to surge in places. It's been out west. It's going to try to come back east. Meeting in the middle, the potential for severe weather. And as we get into the heart of severe season, our AccuWeather for Business team is getting folks ready for severe weather, not just the individuals that we kind of uh, speak to and forecast for on our platforms, on our website, on our AccuWeather network for our individual partners, uh, but more on a business level. And I think that's an important note for those of you that run and have businesses at home or maybe you're involved with big businesses who need that extra weather help to get ready, especially as we get ready for severe season. We've got a some information on that coming up in our first race of focus segment. Bill Dagger will join me in our final segment to talk about this upcoming weekend and the week beyond as we look at the weather in depth. Friends, it's time to sit back and listen as we talk about everything under the sun. For almost 60 years now, AccuWeather and AccuWeather.com has been dedicated to making life safer, easier, and better with the best information that gets people prepared and ready for the good weather and also the bad and not just our individual partners but more and more so over the years we've grown into becoming uh, the leader in business weather forecasting AccuWeather for Business has been growing strong John Porter has been with AccuWeather for now over 16 years and he's just been recently named a senior vice president not only has he been overseeing our AccuWeather for Business but now he takes on a more a bigger role overseeing all of our forecasting and being our chief forecaster. And we have a big, exciting seminar coming up here in about a couple of weeks in the middle of April, April 14th, that will focus people who have businesses and who are not helping now to better help them get ready for the potential for severe and extraordinary weather in the future. John joins us here on Everything Under the Sun to talk about his new role and how we see weather forecasting and communicating going in the future. And in our second segment, we'll talk about this severe weather seminar that's coming up on April 14th. We welcome John Porter to Everything Under the Sun. So, Jonathan, it's finally great to have you uh, on Everything Under the Sun. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was looking back at some numbers and things. So uh, I'm at 23 years with this company, and I consider you one of the younger guys, <laughs> younger people in the in the company. And you've already topped 16 years, right? That's right. It's gone by Accu quick, Weather. though. It's amazing. Uh, congratulations on the new title and an increased role in responsibility. And we'll talk about this seminar that's, I think, really important. So many people know AccuWeather for our work with our media partners and direct contact with our partners, uh, everyday partners through AccuWeather.com and our app and uh, our network. But uh, 
so many people may be not familiar with our business side, and we're going to talk for that and, and an amazing seminar of how AccuWeather can help your business, especially as we get ready for the peak of a severe season coming and uh, get ready for hurricane season and all that. So, but I want to get to know you a little bit, uh, John. Because I know you pretty well, but I think uh, the listeners would like to know how someone who has uh, some great responsibility here at our uh, amazing organization, uh, you grew up in Eastern Connecticut, right? Um, I did. That's right. East, and that, East that Killingsley got, is right? East is that, Killingley. That's right. Yep. Killingley, yeah. So as I think of that's right along that 395 corridor there, right up on the uh, Eastern side of Connecticut, you're actually closer to Providence, Rhode we Island, were. right? Yeah. So so did you watch Providence, listen to WPRO? Did you, Is that how you got to know AccuWeather or how'd you get to know AccuWeather as a youngster? Yeah, actually from, uh, it's a great point. Uh, we were actually live uh, very close to the Rhode Island line. I actually grew up uh, listening a lot to WBZ radio and television sure. um, out of Boston. So that was my um, first uh, knowledge and, and uh, experience in getting to listen to Elliot Abrams and all of our other experts on uh, on WBZ as I was growing up and also watching uh, WBZ TV, where I really was inspired. Uh, my interest in meteorology was uh, amplified by uh, meteorologists like Bruce Schwegler and Barry Burbank, yeah. um, for example, at WBZ. But uh, yeah, I grew up, as you said, in, uh, in, in, in uh, Southern New England. And we like to say there that it's we have uh, weather that includes everything but the kitchen sink, right? So, <laughs> right. you know, from uh, covering uh, so many of those, uh, so many of those uh, markets up in the Northeast, that weather is so changeable there. And I really got excited about a lot of different types of weather. But growing up, for me, it was the snowstorms, and it was the where's that rain snow line going to be? And as you spoke about in Eastern Connecticut, where I'm from, we'd frequently be on the rain snow line, and so right. many times. We'd be it. It end up going west of us, and we'd have a, a great snow that would turn to rain. And so that was really inspiring to me about the dynamics of the atmosphere. And I um, knew at a very young age that I wanted to be a meteorologist. In fact, in the fourth grade, and um, and really just considered continued that passion. You know, I did some broadcasting on uh, local uh, radio stations and whatnot in in, in uh, Connecticut growing up, and and just loved everything about meteorology and sharing my passion about the science as well. So that's why uh, Jonathan and I are kind of, uh, you know, we, 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 we really vibe when we get together because same thing. I mean, I gave uh, weather reports to my fourth grade class. I had made my own map with uh, China markers to draw the highs and the lows and the fronts and everything. And so the, you know, got into broadcasting kind of came uh, kind of the roundabout way to meteorology, but uh, then was able with my association with AccuWeather to get uh, my meteorology and my broadcast certificate and and go from there. And and so, so you, you went to Penn State. Um, I did. And, I'm a proud you know, Penn State alum. We yep. are, right? So, right. Um, um, and then obviously got to know AccuWeather even more because of uh, Dr. Meyer's involvement with the university and being right here. And then boom, right out of college, start working for us. And so we John, you were an operational meteorologist. You did some broadcasting and some radio, and and you did that for a few years. And then you took a turn uh, in your career at AccuWeather. So many of our meteorologists do, and talk about that. Where the direction you went from becoming an operational uh, meteorologist to your next step at the at the company. Yeah, it's actually interesting, Dean. Um, when I was uh, did quite a bit of uh, TV at Penn State, including uh, Weather World, um, the statewide weather program that uh, comes from Penn State. Um, that I was really honored to be a part of for many years. 
you know, it's interesting. When I was in college, I always had a, a information technology background and information technology interest as well. When I was about to graduate, I'd been thinking I would go to local TV. That was my sort of my initial passion. And it was Ken Reeves, a former a vice president of ours and good friend of ours at, at AccuWeather who passed away too early uh, many years ago. Ken was the one that uh, said to me, he sat me down at, at a, at a, after a meeting one day and said, John, you know, you really have an opportunity here to come to AccuWeather, use your information technology skills, use your broadcasting skills. And it was a great opportunity to um, be involved, Dean, as you mentioned, and the uh, broadcast side of our operations and also in the information technology side of our business. And that's where I worked for several years. I did, all after um, getting involved in more of our product lines and learning more about the business, um, I shifted over to more in, the, in a technical business role and eventually um, was appointed to run our research and development group, which I did for about four years. Um, and then actually the last four years, I have been running um, our AccuWeather for Business team, which is the group that, as you mentioned, is responsible for providing all of our specialized forecast warnings and insights to over half the Fortune 500 firms and thousands of other mm. companies. It's very interesting. We support the biggest names out there in terms of helping them mitigate their, their weather risk. All of the class one railroads in North America, for example, Lowe's, Live Nation, just to name some of the uh, big partners that we have in, um, in the B2B space. So that work um, led me to another opportunity in terms of being able to oversee all of our forecast operations across AccuWeather. And I was recently appointed into that role. Um, and so it's very exciting to, uh, to be on the forefront, as always, with all of our forecasts, communicating uh, the most accurate forecasts and warnings to people who trust and rely on our, our information all around the world, as well as uh, coming up with new and exciting ways to communicate about the weather. And Dean, that's something I know you and I also share a passion about. How do we we're always looking for the next technology, looking for the latest way to help share all the expertise that we have here at AccuWeather. You look at all the over 125 meteorologists that we have, there's uh, a tremendous amount of expertise. And uh, it's always very exciting for me now leading the entire operations team when we have a big weather event. And we have that when we cover the entire world, right? So that right. happens on an almost daily basis. Yep. Uh, the team pulls together and we focus on what's most important. And we're also passionate about getting the forecast right and getting the information out to our users as quickly and as accurately as possible. It's really exciting to watch on a day-to-day -day basis. And to be a part of that, it's really a fulfillment of what I've wanted to do my entire career since I've been even when I was a little kid. So that's yep. where it's been exciting. And, and I think, um, you know, the model that we have here allows uh, for this ability to take the passions that we love and, and, and all of us have different passions. And, you know, you've mentioned some things, Ken Reeves is a, is a name that I'm sure a lot of folks, not only at AccuWeather, but now across the world, uh, he's, played a big part in developing, helping develop so many people. And then, you know, some of the people that helped develop uh, my skills. And so that's the good thing too about this, Jonathan, is I think we all feel at AccuWeather we're kind of paying forward too, to try to help keep this company growing and stronger in this day and age where everything's changing rapidly. You know, um, it's all about filling different spaces now. It used to be, you know, the mediums were few and 
pretty rigid and timing was different. And now, you know, we have to go hour by hour in one realm. And then the next, the other thing is people enjoy the long form listening to context. So it's always trying to find that balance. And I know that that's the things that we will continue to try to do under your leadership, right? To try to find that best mix and how to get the information out to people because that's what our goal is. It, it is. And that's actually what's most exciting about what we do, I think, because we're constantly on the forefront of technology. We're always thinking about it. it's part of our DNA. I uh, really think is something special about AccuWeather and, uh, and what has been built here that we're always thinking about what's the best way to do what we're doing and what are the new ways that we can use technology to reach people. And um, Dean, you mentioned, I think that's a very special part of AccuWeather that is worth pointing out that we have had such a focus on growing the talent and, um, and really developing staff members. Uh, people who have come here and started in all kinds of different roles have advanced into roles of greater responsibility and, and, and leadership. They've been trusted to do that. They've received the coaching and mentoring all along the way. And that's something that uh, Dr. Joel Myers, AccuWeather's CEO and founder, that was, I know, important to him from the beginning. And I've been personally the beneficiary of that mentoring from him and so many other members of the team. I know you have as well. And um, it goes to how the company has grown, the success that we've had, and really creating so many opportunities for people on a personal level I always tell people it's very few places that you can work where you can every day when you come into work, you can have a big impact on other people and grow the business at the same time. That unique mix, I think, is really something that um, is special about AccuWeather. And it's why there's so much passion for the weather and for the uh, impact, describing the impact of weather to our customers and to our people. And it's, um, I think it's on display each and every day, but especially when there's a severe weather uh, impact or a major storm, uh, that passion, that experience, people working together. When you see the AccuWeather forecast, it's not Dean's forecast. It's not John Porter's forecast. It's the consensus and the uh, opinions integrated of all of our meteorologists and all that expertise. And that's what really sets us apart in a world where you mentioned it's constantly changing the computer forecast models that we use as input <laughs> to our forecast, right? They're getting better and better. But hour by we, hour, minute by uh, minute. You can right, get a right. you can get a you can get a new model every minute, John. You, it's isn't what it's you, like. You can. And and so for us, that's um what's been exciting to see as well is how we uh, mm -hmm. continue to deliver superior accuracy by utilizing the expertise of our meteorologists in a very rapidly changing world. And that's what's exciting for us today. And um, I think that'll be the challenge for us going forward as we continue to integrate new data, new techniques, the latest machine learning and artificial intelligence into our forecasts. We're just getting started. We're talking with Senior Vice President and for Weather Content and Forecast Operations and Chief Meteorologist Jonathan Porter. We're coming back and talking to Jonathan about uh, this uh, seminar that's really important for you, especially if you have a business, how you can weatherproof your business, the severe weather update. It's coming up on Wednesday, April 14th. Information about that seminar and how you can register coming up next. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com.
Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. I'm your host, meteorologist Dean DeVore. We are talking with uh, Jonathan Porter, Senior Vice President for Weather Content and Forecast Operations, Chief Meteorologist at AccuWeather. And he will be joined by Dave Samuel, a good friend of mine, fills in for me on, uh, just filled in for me this past Monday on my radio stations across uh, the Northeast and the Great Lakes. And Dave is one of our great uh, senior meteorologists who has really been specializing in long-term forecasting uh, over the last uh, year or so and taking a, a real lead on that. And also this uh, seminar is going to include Caitlin French from Vanderbilt University, program coordinator, meteorologist. Uh, she's uh, the coordinator, program coordinator in the Office of Emergency Preparedness, Fire and Workplace Safety at Vanderbilt. And she holds a bachelor's degree from WKU in meteorology. Uh, so it, this is a seminar, Jonathan, that is going to uh, really talk to businesses about how AccuWeather can help them be prepared. And we have some really amazing stories about how some of our lead time forecasts have saved lives on the business level uh, to plants and, and, and facilities that um, had a lot of people, a lot of, uh, a lot of souls. And without our warning, uh, it could have been a, a bad situation. And we've been taking uh, what we've learned over the years and really you and your team uh, have really focused on this uh, business aspect and, and and really created some amazing products and we can help more people, right? That's the, the big thing we want to do. We want to help people and their businesses. That's right. That's uh, that's the goal, Dean. And um, you're right. We've developed a, a very unique uh, weather warning system for businesses of all kinds. We serve over half the Fortune 500 companies, thousands of others around the world, and over 45 different types of businesses, different business verticals, ranging from transportation companies to logistics companies to uh, live entertainment and sporting venues. The list goes on and on in terms of the types of companies that we serve, all with customized and tailored weather forecast warnings and insights for their business and what matters to them. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, the SkyGuard service that uh, we provide is extremely unique in its ability to provide highly detailed and actionable weather warnings so that when there is a severe weather event at a particular company's location, they are prepared in advance. They have received the notification from AccuWeather for Business, and they're able to take action immediately based upon that notification. And we work with those customers to, to determine what is important for them from a safety and an operations perspective. For example, they are many customers want to know if a, obviously if a tornado is heading toward their plant or toward their location and that we expect it within a three to five mile distance from their plant. But if it's in the other part of the county or if it's moving away from them, that's not a concern and not something that's going to shut down their operations. So our goal is to always provide the notification when they need to take action and to let them know that there's a severe weather threat at that particular location. And companies have tied that warning and that notification into all kinds of emergency procedures where the activation point, that warning from AccuWeather, is the activation point for their emergency response procedures, including sheltering employees, 
safely shutting down operations, making notifications through mass notification systems that they may have, and a variety of other things. It's really interesting. Uh, I know from leading that business over the last four years that our customers, they and they utilize that information all very differently within their own operations, how they respond to weather emergencies. But the, the main point there is that they have the information from us to be proactive and to take the action that they need to. Um, and Dean, you mentioned about the, the stories. We have stories almost every single week where we have provided more advance notice than any other source. We have provided a more accurate warning than any other source, and we've saved lives. Um, and uh, there's so countless stories of those. And uh, it really is quite inspirational to see the impact that we can have uh, from issuing those warnings and working with those customers of ours as true partners to help them enhance safety and reduce their risk and liability. And and I think one of the things it's it's not like you're just getting these warnings out of the blue either. The 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 ramp up information about possibilities ahead of time, you know, several days in advance, you know, information about, hey, we're watching late, you know, this could be Monday, we're watching late Thursday into Thursday night for the possibility of the potential for severe weather and then honing it down and those kinds of things. That's the hallmark of what we try to do at AccuWeather and and in the, the high impact events and even the, the things that you don't even think about is uh, in terms of flooding or long-term freeze situations. Uh, those are all kinds of things that for a business might be critical information that we're able to provide. And so I talk about this seminar. It's coming up uh, Wednesday, April 14th, 11 a.m., what will folks that uh, may have an interest in this, what will they get out of the seminar, John? Well, it's a great opportunity for business uh, leaders to learn about the latest uh, outlook as it relates to severe weather. It's already been an active, as we know, it's already been an active severe weather season uh, starting across the uh, Gulf Coast and up into parts of the uh, Tennessee Valley. That will be expanding in the coming weeks. And uh, our experts, uh, led by uh, Dave Samuel, is going to or will tell us about uh, where we expect the severe weather over the coming weeks, where the greatest risk areas will be, and how we expect that's going to evolve through the rest of the season. That's a really great um, chance to to hear directly from our experts about what we think the next couple of months are going to look like from a severe weather perspective. Very helpful for planning um, if your business is impacted by weather in any way, which so many of them are. Almost every business is impacted by weather in some way. So we'll talk about what has happened so far, what we're watching for the rest of the severe weather season, how we think things are going to evolve, what some of the risk factors are. And then importantly, we're going to talk about uh, how businesses can use AccuWeather's weather warning system to enhance safety, reduce risk and liability, and really talking about a a real-life example uh, where Caitlin French and her team at Vanderbilt used our warnings during a recent tornado emergency to save lives. And um, we always hear people really enjoy uh, hearing these these success stories and how other businesses and other organizations, we work for many, many universities uh, who use our service, how they structure their, um, the use of our warnings, how they use it as an activation point, and then take action based on those warnings. So it's a great opportunity to learn, to hear about Uh, how another organization is using weather warnings in a very actionable and um, a very specific way to drive uh, safety 
and reducing risk, which is um, is really critical. And Vanderbilt has been a partner of ours for a long time. Obviously, they have to be concerned with not only protecting their staff, their faculty, their students, but they also have a, a hospital and other medical facilities on campus that require special attention and special procedures. And um, we'll talk about how we work with and partner with hospitals um, in order to be able to give them very specific and useful warnings that they can uh, activate. Because think about if you're a hospital, all the kinds of decisions and actions you need to take a tornado is 15 or 20 minutes away from your facility. And in fact, hospitals have very different risk criteria and different thresholds where they might need to take action. AccuWeather for Business has a specialized two-tier warning system for tornadoes that we've developed for hospitals. And um, they use that in order to be able to make the right decisions at the right time. It's very costly and it's actually very problematic if they have to move patients and there's no risk at their facility. And so the uh, fact that we're able to hone in on what's actually going to occur at that street address is so important uh, to hospitals. In fact, we just had a hospital in uh, Georgia last week where we were able to provide them uh, with information that uh, although there was a larger government warning in effect for the county, we felt confident that there was not a tornado risk at the specific hospital. In fact, it was going to, uh, the storm was going to go well north of them and they were able to avoid uh, having to move patients and were very thrilled with that outcome. So that's just one yeah. example of how critical those services are. So the easiest way to that I have found to get to the, the registration of this is go to the general website for AccuWeather for Business, which is business.accuweather.com. Then go up to the top and there's a tab that has resources and you'll find a, a, a heading there for webinars. And then if you click on that, uh, Weatherproof Your Business, the severe weather update is uh, how you can register for this. Um, Jonathan, uh, we have uh, just a minute or so, and you know, I have about a hundred more questions for you. So we're going to have to <laughs> schedule this kind of uh, talk again here real soon, where we dive into some things, because I think, um, again, this idea, because I just read today where the National Weather Service is talking about changing and not actually putting out advisories for yep. things that were maybe like fog and, and things that weren't warning criteria and that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, their their claim is that they're going to use the real wording in their forecasts of saying what's going to happen, but not. Um, so, but we're seeing more and more of this a privatization. It feels like in terms of the private sector doing more warnings that seem to be more targeted and maybe overall better for the consumer. Uh, is that a fair statement? Well, I think that's um, one of the key reasons that um, businesses rely on us because we can make. Um, we can tailor and customize all of the warnings that we produce by our expert team that has decades and decades of experience in warning uh, for tornadoes, for flash floods, for hurricanes, all kinds of other blizzards, all kinds of other extreme weather, and understand what's the impact of weather on those different types of business. And um, it's not only deemed that we provide the, the most accurate warnings, as we talked about, but it's also the expert consultation that our customers can get on the phone within just a minute or so and be talking with our meteorologists who are familiar with their concerns, familiar about um, what needs they have, and can give the, our, our, our customers the most useful information and up-to-date information so that our customers have the confidence 
to make the very best decision. It's very, if you think about it for a minute, there are very few business decisions that have to be made in 30 seconds. Mm. And sometimes when uh, one of our customers is talking about shutting down a plant or, or shut it or uh, sheltering employees in a big university or hospital, for example, these are multi-million dollar decisions that have to be made in 30 seconds or less. And um, they're decisions that involve more importantly, life safety. And so giving our customers the confidence and the information that uh, they need in order to be able to make those decisions efficiently and effectively, that's, uh, that's a key part of what we do. And I just want to mention one other thing too. You, you talked about all the different kinds of severe weather. We're going to talk about certainly tornadoes, what our expectations are about damaging wind threats uh, here over the coming, uh, coming weeks, but also talk about flash flooding. And sometimes that's overlooked by people at this time of the year and, and through, the, uh, through the summer, a major threat in a lot of places. And we have special expertise that we've developed around flash flooding uh, here at AccuWeather for Business. And in fact, just uh, last week in the Nashville area, we provided uh, customers with um, over 30 minutes of advance notice before government warnings or warnings from any other source that flash flooding was about to happen. And that was very helpful for them to be able to get people to safety. As you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, there were uh, fatalities in some places as a result of that flooding. It happened very quickly. Our customers were prepared and aware of it. And that's just one of the examples where one of the many, many examples that we have of providing that extra advance notice on all kinds of different weather threats, including things like uh, flash floods and, and uh, even other natural disasters such as tsunamis and wildfires and air quality emergencies all high of those wind, things, high wind events, high, high uh, yeah, wind events w- yep. which we've been seeing a lot of those lately too. And um, you know, when we get back to normalcy here with large crowds of people, um, festivals and stuff, uh, you know, that's become a concern, uh, especially since we've seen some stages and things topple over in the wind and stuff. There's uh, just all kinds of things that uh, folks sometimes just don't think about, and we can help you plan uh, for the worst and get you the best forecast at every single turn. Jonathan, we got to cut it short. I know you've uh, got things to do. We uh, certainly uh, will do this again soon. I appreciate your time and thanks for being with us on Everything Under the Sun. My pleasure. Thank you. Again, if you'd like to sign up for the seminar, you can go to our business.accuweather.com site. Again, that's business.accuweather.com. Go across the top, look at the resources tab, click on that, and you'll find a, a setting for webinars, and you can click on that button, and it'll take you right into the information to sign up for this uh, great webinar that we're having on April 14th. All the information is there. You can find John Porter on Twitter at Real John Porter, and it's J-O-N, Real John, J-O-N. P-O-R-T-E-R on Twitter. Thanks, John. We really look forward to talking with you again soon. We also look forward to talking with Bill Dagger, one of our great operational meteorologists, also does some radio and other things in the morning. He'll join me up next as we talk about the weather for the weekend ahead and the week beyond. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Listen to Weather Insider every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news. You'll get detailed insight into major weather events and learn the why behind the weather. Just subscribe to Weather Insider on your favorite podcast platforms today. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun as we continue our spring series, episode three. And I'm joined by AccuWeather meteorologist 
Bill Dager. Bill, I know uh, at the Dager household getting excited for Easter weekend as we all are, although a little cruel April Fool's joke here as we're recording this on Thursday to drop on Friday in this cold air snap that's going into the Great Lakes and the Northeast here for a couple of days. Didn't see as much snow in some of the areas as we might have thought, but there are some flakes flying. Not an April Fool's joke. It was definitely as advertised, Bill Dager, that this cold snap coming into those areas northeast and the Great Lakes here to start the weekend, but it should ease out as we go through the weekend itself. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm seeing some angry messages from people on Twitter and uh, my friends uh, at WCBS in New York City. One of the anchors works from his house in northern New Jersey, and he was not too thrilled about the snowflakes uh, flying outside this morning. Uh, but yeah, it it, uh, it is a cruel start to April in the uh, Northeast. We're talking about a couple of inches of snow near the uh, Erie Lakeshore, northwestern PA and through upstate New York. Uh, the good news is, you know, fairly short lived this cold weather. As you're listening to us on Friday, it's the coldest day of the bunch. But it goes back up this weekend as that area of high pressure begins to roll east and you know once you get it set up near the coast that means uh you're good to go in much of the midwest great lakes and even interior northeast right through easter and early next week so you know a lot of march was taken up by a real big blocking pattern which really kept the cold air entrenched into the northeast and kept the west uh pretty warm then there was that kind of transitional period towards the end of the march and uh or towards the end of the month that we started getting more um to me, progressive, like the, the weather systems really zipping along and it allowed a lot of that warmth to kind of creep back up uh, farther north. Now we've seemed to get a little bit more blocky. And I think that's why we're starting to see, you know, a couple of these little deeper intrusions of the colder air. As I look, the, the forecast for this weekend is interesting. There's some thoughts that there may be something that kind of sticks out on the eastern seaboard, uh, an area of low pressure that kind of sticks there for the weekend. It may kind of suppress the temperatures a little bit more than we're thinking in the Northeast. looks like that warm air that's just uh, filtering into the Southern Southwest and the Western part of the country here to end this past week is going to start moving eastward here, Bill. And so there looks like there's some hope, but just how fast does this warm up come or is it going to be a little bit, uh, we have to kind of bide our time a little bit in the eastern part of the country until that really warm air works its way east. Yeah, there's going to be a battle zone setting up in the northeast. Uh, You're right, it is a blocking pattern. So these storm systems that move into the northeast just really can't move uh, much further east off the Atlantic coast. They kind of hang out there and that could bring some clouds, could bring a little bit of an onshore flow, keeping temperatures down. And uh, that uh, very warm pattern that we see across the West will try to build east uh, through the plains into the weekend. It gets there and we get little previews of the warmth into the mid-Atlantic. But you're right, the Northeast, especially New England, that's a tricky forecast uh, much of next week. Uh, Does it really warm up? Uh, We'll have to see. It looks like uh, that low pressure system will hang off the coast for for a long time, and that could really mess up the forecast. Um, out west, what about storminess? I know that's been a concern, you know, fire danger, all that kind of stuff. Where are we at in that stuff? And definitely, I know going into the weekend, we're pretty warm and pretty dry in the uh, L.A. basin in the southwest. Yeah, we really are. We're looking at the first 90 degree readings of the uh, year also in Phoenix and Las Vegas. Uh, temperatures uh, near the 80 degree mark in the San Francisco Bay Area, well into the 80s for L.A., You're right. They certainly could use some precipitation. The drought conditions continue to expand. And of course, uh, 
this is the time of year you want to get the rain ahead of the fire season or the traditional fire season in the summer and the fall. Just not seeing it happen here over the next week or so. There are some signs, though, in the longer range that there could be a couple of areas of low pressure that may dig as far south as California and the Great Basin. The first one coming into Monday and Tuesday. Don't think that brings any rain uh, to the southwest deserts, maybe some snow across the Great Basin. But there is another system that's going to try to move in by the end of the week, uh, Thursday the 8th, Friday the 9th, somewhere around that time frame, uh, an area of low pressure. That could bring a little bit of rain to SoCal, uh, Nevada, and Arizona. So we're going to be rooting for these systems. Again, this is the time of year they want the precipitation just to kind of uh, you know stockpile it up ahead of the uh, drier months. You really want to keep checking into AccuWeather.com to weatherproof your weekend and the week beyond. We'll keep an eye on uh, how far and how fast that warm air comes back into the east and keep an eye on some of these other things. Bill, as you and your family get ready for the Easter holiday, I know uh, with the kids and it's been a challenge, I think uh, some light at the end of the tunnel here, some better weather. It's got to be an exciting time at the Dagger household, right? It is. And you know what? We're going to probably be in the 60s here in Central PA on Easter Sunday. So we're planning a little outdoor Easter Easter meal. I think we we can do that. Maybe a little cool for some of the kids. I have my daughter really doesn't like colder weather. Uh, she, she seems to be cold all the time. So she, she's, she needs to move to the tropics then. We need that, to get her right, down yeah. there, right? She needs us to move south. But yeah, we're looking forward to maybe getting outside on Easter Sunday, doing a little Easter egg hunt. And uh, yeah, hard to believe that, uh, you know, when we started all this uh, stuff, it was a year ago on Easter and uh, here we are again. So I know I'm already like two and a half weeks past my year of being from home already. So it's uh, time's moving by. Bill, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for checking in on the weather today. Not a problem. Thanks, Dean. Bill Dager's on Twitter. If you'd like to follow him at M-U-W-X Guy. M-U for Millersville University is alma mater. W-X for weather and Guy for, well, just being a guy. M-U-W-X Guy for Bill Dager on Twitter. And you can hear him, um, well, weekends on WBBM in Chicago. And you can hear him on uh, WCBS News Radio 880 as well. Friends, that'll do it for Everything Under the Sun for this week, our third episode in our spring series. Coming up next week, we're just under now two months away from the start of hurricane season. And our hurricane expert, Dan Katlowski, is with us to talk about the early call on the 2021 Atlantic hurricane season. We'll be talking spring astronomy in the weeks ahead. We're coming up at the end of April. Um, April 23rd show is going to be the three Ds. Remember, Dean, Dave, Dombeck, and Dan. Danielle Biddle and I are going to answer some Q&A questions from you. You can uh, send us on Twitter and Facebook or on our website, accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. If you've got a question about the weather or the climate, we'll certainly try to answer it during that show. Those are all the topics coming up in the spring series ahead for our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, and for the hundreds of AccuWeather team members who work so hard around the clock to keep you weatherproofed in your life day to day, minute to minute. And hour by hour, and certainly as we go week by week, we'll talk to you next week, Episode 4, The Spring Series. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.